Welcome to the 6am Run Podcast. My name is Mark Paisant. I'm an avid runner, a certified personal trainer, a 6am Run ambassador, and host of the show. Be sure to head over to the website, 6amrun.com, to sign up today to get 20% off of your first order. Now, let's start the show. Hello, and welcome back to the 6AM Run Podcast. I am your host, Mark Paisant. As always, it is a pleasure having you a part of the show. I think we have a really cool guest, really great guest this week. But before we get started, as always, this show is brought to you by 6AM Run and 6AMRun.com. Head over to that website to sign up to get 20% off of your first order. So, um, as, as a lot of people know, or you may not know, so many people don't say my last name correctly. It's P-A-I-S-A-N-T and it's Paisant. I think it's pretty easy and I'm, I really like names and I really like pronouncing them correctly. And I think Jamie Morocco is such a cool name and I told her that before we even started the show. So, but we have Jamie Morocco as our guest this week, and she's going to let us know about what a body transformation coach does and so much more. Jamie, thank you so much for being a part of the show. Why don't you go ahead and just introduce yourself for the audience? Thank you so much for having me. Um, you said my name perfectly. It's Jamie Morocco. I'm a body transformation coach for people all over the world. I've been coaching people for 15 years and I've had my own business for the last eight years. And similar to your story, because I know you lost a bunch of weight. I also went on that journey about 18 years ago and I lost the weight. I actually used running as a part of my toolkit and um, I've kept it off since. And I'm very, very passionate about teaching people about permanent weight loss because only 3% of people who lose weight keep it off. You know, you and I are not part of the majority. And I think we have so much insight and so much we can share with people to not only help them achieve their goal, but learn how to stay there. Well, that, that's awesome. I, I, one, thank you. I, I appreciate that. The, the show never really starts with someone giving me a compliment. So thank you very much. I, I appreciate that. But, I, you know, I know where, where my kind of downfall went when it came to my body and getting out of shape um you know before we even get started into the work that you're doing now like what was as growing up were you fit is this something that happened later in life or was weight something that you struggled with when you were younger yeah weight was something that i struggled with when i was younger so what had happened was i was always very like lean and and thin growing up until about age eight And I was on this like asthma medication that was basically keeping me really active and it really sped up my metabolism. Then I went off the medication at the perfect time where I also started to go through like mini pre-puberty and I put on a little bit of weight and, um, you know, uh, at at the time my doctor became concerned. It was probably nothing to be concerned about. It was a little bit of, you know, young girl weight. 
And then, you know, the doctor wanted me to see a nutritionist and like made it a big deal. So from age eight until 18, I really struggled with my weight. It was like how I defined myself. It really impacted my self view, like how I viewed myself as it relates to the world. I remember just wearing jackets like in like 80 degree Boston summers. And I was not a good student because I didn't feel good and I didn't feel worthy. So it really consumed me for most of my childhood and young adulthood. And then, you know, I turned 18 and I went off to college and, you know, I, I'm very blessed in, in that my parents really, you know, they, they were like, okay, we're going to put you in this college. We're going to pay for your college. But if you don't get good grades, that's it. You know, you're going to come home, you're going to work, you're going to, we're not paying for you to basically just have fun and slack off like you did in high school. And it was then I realized that the weight was really the thing that was preventing me from everything I wanted in life, from the relationships, the confidence, the grades, everything. So that was my kind of rock bottom, for lack of better words, moment where I was like, if I don't get my life together now, like when am I ever gonna get it together? So that was the catalyst for me losing the weight and then going on this journey. Yeah, and I, and, and again, it's it's always I, I don't I want to say it's always, but I, it's so so much of the time when body image and weight is involved, there comes that rock bottom where I don't know if you were like me, where you know I would start running for a couple of weeks to start going to the gym, and I'd lose a few pounds here and there, and then I'd just gain it right back, and it I just really didn't it really didn't hit me that I was being unhealthy until, you know, until that, that one day where you're absolutely right about, about rock bottom. And, and it's unfortunate that it gets that way to, for, for most people, but what you mentioned before about the people who do lose the weight, but most of the time, and I say most, almost all of the time they put it back on. Why is that? Why are you and I in the minority with that? Why do people put weight on that they've worked so hard to get rid of? Mm, one of my favorite questions. So this is so great because when you know the listeners understand why they might gain the weight back, they can take the steps to make sure that doesn't happen, right? So in my years of coaching, I've really found that there are two main reasons why people lose weight and gain it back. The first reason is that they're not using a sustainable strategy to get there. You know, weight loss, the science of it has a lot to do with how much energy or how many calories you're eating and how many calories you're burning. And people like to overcomplicate things and they do these really extreme protocols like, you know, lots of fasting or keto. And sure, those things have their place, but you have to look at the longevity of what you're choosing because what most people don't understand is from a science perspective, when you've lost a bunch of weight, your body is actually in a prime position to gain that weight back because of all the biological things that have happened. Your body actually likes fat because it's a survival mechanism, right? So if you're not using a sustainable strategy and if you're not properly coming out of a diet phase and working on your metabolism and then learning how to transition to make it a lifestyle, you're going to gain that weight back. So that's the strategy piece. Now, the other reason has to do more with the self-identity piece or what I call like the mindset and, and energetics piece. Like who are you being? 
Now, research shows that 70% of lottery winners go broke, like they lose all their money. And if we look at why that is, it's because somebody goes from one level of like wealth or lack of wealth to an extreme level, and they haven't changed how they identify themselves. And we will always act in accordance with our identity, right? So if they still think they're broke, they're gonna act like a broke person would. Same thing with weight loss. If you still identify as somebody who is overweight, unhealthy, you can't trust yourself around food, you binge eat, you emotionally eat, if you're still self-identifying as those things, you're going to live into that identity and the weight will come back. So in order to become part of the 3% of people who keep the weight off, you need to have a sustainable approach that is something that you can follow for the long term and an exit strategy to get you out of a fat loss phase. And then from the mindset and energy piece, you need to work on who you are being in the process, learning how to heal your relationship with food, learning how to trust yourself around food, learning that this is a new lifestyle that you've created. It's not just like a fad diet that you did. And I, where were you 15 years ago for me? I mean, seriously, like that, I, mean, I literally needed to hear that because it's, I remember, Oh, I remember when when you said overcomplicating, overdoing it. Like I, I started running and I started 16, eight fasting at the same time. Like that's what I jumped into. And I was like, wow, this is, this weight is just, it's dripping off me. It's absolutely dripping off me. And, and I didn't really have that, a, a good relationship with food yet. I still had the same relationship with food where I really wanted to overdo it. I really wanted to eat past my body telling me I was full. And, you know, overdoing it leads to injury. I got injured and, and gained the weight back. And, and I remember having that aha moment that I was like, okay, I need to have a plan. Like I need to have a plan for this and not just, cause a lot of people get into it, what you were talking about. A lot of people go into it and they have that one thing in their head. I want to lose weight. Like I, I, that I, I have to lose 50 pounds. I have to lose 60, 70, whatever pounds, but they never ask or think about what's my life going to be like after I lose that weight. Like, I just want to get there and I want to get the clothes and I want to look the part and then they get there and it's like, well, I don't have to do as much and well, I'm just going to. I'm gonna have the burger. You know, I'm just gonna have it just to enjoy it. So um, that is that is very. The, I, I'm sorry to go on, but I know exactly. Like I know that feeling. I know exactly what that feeling is, and I hope people can can listen and 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 actually understand what you're saying because it's gonna make it a lot easier. It's gonna make because because you can probably answer this. There's for a lot of people in this world. There's nothing more just debilitating than gaining it back. And what that does to people's mental health and what it does to their emotional health and their relationships, like to have this goal in mind and then to gain it back. I mean, that's, it's hard for so many people. Yeah, it's debilitating and, and it reinforces their the story that they probably have bought into about themselves that they'll always be fat, they'll always be overweight, mm. you know, it just reinforces that. And then, of course, from, you know, a biological level, it's harder to lose weight every time you do it because the body 
it does get used to, okay, we're doing this again, you know, and the body doesn't really want to give up fat so easily because it is a protective mechanism. So, you know, it's so important that if people out there have this desire that they want to drop the weight, that they focus on making sure that they're working with a solution that is permanent, not just a quick fix that sounded cool, you know, on social media. Right. And I've had the the pleasure of of, uh, talking with keto specialists on this show, and I just spoke to a a plant-based specialist and a plant-based coach and a vegan coach. And, and, you know, my perspective is that, you know, if you find something that's right for you, more power to you. But I think having that one-size-fits-all approach with food or nutrition is, is never a great thing. But you feel that all foods really can support people in the right context. So what do you mean by that? And how does nutrition play a role in this? Absolutely. So we are just taught so many things about like fruit is bad. Fruit is good. Sugar is bad. Sugar is not so bad. Like there's for everything that's good. There's the same, someone else is going to say that same thing is bad. Right. And what I really like to do with my clients and, you know, my uh, audience is explain to them that look like, keto, fasting, plant-based, veganism, all these things, the most important factor truly is looking at energy in and energy out, right? How many calories are you eating and how many calories are you you know, burning? And I'm not saying that calories are the be all end all, but we cannot get past, we cannot achieve weight loss without understanding this principle, right? If the body's ingesting more food, whether it's avocado or a cookie, if it's more food than your body needs, it's gonna get stored, right? So when I explain to people the science, they really understand like, wait a second. Okay. So it has, of course, it's important to eat nutritiously, but it really comes down to energy balance. Then we start to look at what is known. I didn't come up with this term, but the 80, 20 principle, meaning that if you want to lose weight, you know, and you're in a calorie deficit that is safe and not too aggressive, 80% of the time, If you're eating nutrient dense foods, like I consider those, you know, your grocery store aisle, your lean proteins, your veggies, your fruits, your complex carbs, all that good stuff, right? If 80% of the time you're eating that, you can fit in the cake, the pizza, the alcohol, the other things, you know? And the reason why I preach this so much in my journey is because I know that if people do not know how to self-moderate or to have foods in you know a, a moderate way on their weight loss journey, they will never know how to have those foods in their maintenance journey. And if we are restricting foods because we're afraid that that food item is going to make us gain weight, we're putting that food on a pedestal. And then when we're in a moment of maybe low self-control, we will probably overeat that food, right? I mean, I had a client, this perfect story for this question, I had a client yesterday who received some very scary news about her health. And she was like, I really just want to like have a piece of cake. Like I'm feeling that like I want some comfort. And we looked at her nutrition. I'm like, go for it. You know, have the piece of cake. She texted us today and she was like, I'm down a pound. Like I can't believe it. And you know, that's the perfect example of, yeah, like you can have those things in a way that supports you on your weight loss journey. So when I say that any food can support you, I mean that if you have a piece of cake and it's fitting into your 80, 20 and it's fitting into your calorie deficit, that can be very supportive. 
right? I'm not saying eat like 10 pieces of cake, but it's like that, that 20%. And I think when we do that, we reclaim our power with food. We heal our relationship. We stop putting food on the pedestal. And it's like, we know we can have it. So it doesn't feel like this forbidden thing that we just want to binge on, you know, given the opportunity. Right. And I, I think you bring up a great point because even, even if someone isn't using, you know, manifest your dream body, what, what you have for them, I think it's, it's probably, not probably, it's, it's, it's a, a really good idea for someone who is really, this is really important to them and they really uh, want to get to a fit body and they want to lose weight, but they want to do it for the right reasons. It's always a good idea to speak with a nutritionist. It, it really is um, because what you just said, and people may have heard, oh man, she yes, she's she sounds so smart. That that makes so much sense. What you said is a lot of times basic biology with our bodies. And and I ca- I, I had this con- it's funny you mentioned the calories in, calories out, because I literally just gave this information to a bunch of people. And it was like shocking. It was like shocking to them that that, hey, you know, think about it. Like, think about if your body is using more energy than it is taking in, using more calories, then it's going to find places to burn that. Of course, depending on what you're doing, it could be, you know, the sugars, it could be the fats, depending on what kind of activity you're doing. And I think some people, and I really would like your, your, your take on this, I think some people might be a little confused. I don't want to say how easy it can be, but how basic because a lot of times we're thrown all this complex stuff in our face about how we, what we need to do to get fit we're throwing hit programs and we're throwing crossfit and we're throwing these nutrition guides but when it comes down to it it can be a basic model for people to get fit totally i mean i've had clients bedridden you know, sickness, uh, surgeries, injuries, they couldn't even exercise and they're still dropping weight because we can control nutrition. And that's, it, it works a hundred percent of the time. And of course, other things influence, you know, somebody's a, how many calories somebody's burning, like hormones and, and all of that. I'm not discounting those experiences, but basically a calorie deficit does work a hundred percent of the time. And I do think that we tend to overcomplicate things because we're shown these things on social media. We look at what somebody did and it worked for them. And number one, what worked for them might not be the best for you. And number two, we often don't see what happens to those people 90 days out, right? So using discernment and, and looking at, you know, in the way that I teach body transformation, I say that I teach it through the lens of science, mindset, and energetics. So like the science aspect, the mindset is like the thoughts that you think, And the energy aspect is like, who are you being as you go through your journey? And, you know, when people think about it in that way, it makes a lot of sense to them because they're like, wait a second, like, yeah, it would make sense. Like when I feed my dog more food, yeah, he gains weight. You know, we're we're not really that different, right? He's not, he doesn't need to do some fancy, you know, fasting schedule or hit workouts or anything like that. You just feed him less food when you want him to, you know, to drop weight. So... Yeah, that that and I that happened with our, our dog when he was a puppy. We we thought he was, we were feeding him the right amount of food, and we thought he was just 
a thick boy and it turns out mm -hmm. no we were overfeeding him so <laughs> i i know that so uh, staying staying with the food and the nutrition mm -hmm. I, I i read something from you and i think it is an amazing thing to say i think it's unique but i think it it speaks a lot to the program that you have and you say who we are when we're eating is more important than what we eat what does that mean yeah so this is more of the kind of energy side of things that i love talking about so much because it's such an underutilized uh, skill that every person has access to so this is what i mean your emotional state when you're eating dictates how that food operates in your body okay from a biological level if you're eating in a state of stress or anxiety or guilt if you're like i'm so you know worried about this food it's going to make me gain weight your metabolism is going to downregulate, your digestive system is going to downregulate, and it likely will become a self-fulfilling prophecy. And there have been many studies done with this. One of my favorite studies, I forget the name of it, but essentially they took two groups of people and they fed them the same shake. And the shake was something like 160 calories. And one group, they said, this, this is a very healthy shake. Enjoy it. It's like 160 calories. The other group, they said, this is a very, you know, delicious treat. It's got a lot of sugar and it was like 600 calories. And they studied how that food operated in each group's body. And wouldn't you know that the group that was told that they were eating a lot of sugar, their body operated, behaved in that way. So this is true, not only from like a, yeah, like, you know, for those, for your listeners who are into the whole like manifestation, like thoughts become reality. In my opinion, it's not only true from that lens, but from a real biological lens of like, what is your emotional state when you're eating? What are you believing to be true about the food that you're eating? And why not capitalize on that, right? Why not take a few minutes, like say an affirmation, say a prayer, get your body into a state of gratitude before you eat. That's only going to help you on your journey. I... I love it. And you're absolutely correct about that. And, and coming from a person who's, whose only addiction in life has been food, I know that feeling of when I'm stressed, when I'm angry, when I'm upset, when I'm happy, can't get it. I, I couldn't get enough of it. And for those people who are listening that, I mean, th this can be one of the hardest parts of this journey. And I always tell people, like, we don't talk enough about the food and how we eat it and when we eat it and the state of mind when we eat it. But I can tell you from experience, I would be upset at myself for not getting as good of a burn as I wanted in the gym, but then go and get fast food afterwards mm. and just compounded it. It just compounded it. And that mind-body connection is so strong. It's so strong and we don't, and I say we, I'm probably generalizing, but a lot of people just don't give it enough credit and we don't work on it enough. And I love the fact that in your program, the mind is so important. The, the mind state of your clients is so important. And I think that kind of leads us to exactly what we're talking about in regard to your program. So again, it is manifest your dream body 
permanently while eating foods you love. You hear that people permanently eating foods you love, but I, I love it. The, the website is jamiemorocco.com. It is a lovely website. It is, um, you look great on it. You have great information here. You've done a great job here. So tell me about why you started this. Tell me about why you decided that I'm not just going to do this for myself, but I want to get into this space where I help others. Yeah, I mean, and maybe you had the same experience, but like I, when I lost the weight, my whole life changed. It was like a 180. And I attribute all the success that I have now to losing the weight. And I think a lot of the narrative that's put out there, especially now, is like, oh, like, don't worry. Like, your it doesn't, weight loss doesn't matter. You shouldn't want to lose weight. You know, it doesn't, you should love yourself no matter what. And of course you should love yourself no matter what, but if you don't feel good in your body, how can you show up as a powerful leader in other areas of your life? So I created this program because I, me losing the weight was the catalyst for everything, everything positive that came after that. And I want other women to have that same experience, you know, to be able to realize, you know, the they can live into their full potential and that they can't, that doesn't just mean from like a psychological aspect or a business aspect or an abundance aspect. It means from a physical aspect. And I actually think it's our responsibility to live in the healthiest body that we can, the one that feels the best to us in our lives. So I created the program for that purpose because I, you know, I, the name of my, um, one of my programs is dream body, dream life. And that's what I lived. And I know that if I can do that, I can show other people to do it too. And you, you bring up so many good points about, you know, self-love and body love and body image. And I think you're, you're absolutely correct that a lot of the times we, we may use it as a crutch that I'm just going to love myself how I am. And for some of us, that might just be us saying it's too hard to do. I don't know what to do. Mm -hmm. I, I need help, but I don't know how to ask for it. And one of the things we might tell each other, tell ourselves is we'll give, our, give ourselves reasons why we can't do it or reasons why we shouldn't do it. I'm too old. Um, my mother was, was, was bigger. My father was bigger. It runs in my family. I have, you know, so many things we'll say in our head. But why is the I'm too old or it's all in my genetics just not true? Yeah, such a good question. I mean, the latest research in epigenetics actually shows that we have a very large influence on how our genes behave. Our internal and external environment dictates a lot of how our gene expression behaves, meaning that I take that as like, yeah, like if I'm eating not so great food and I'm telling myself that I'll never get what I want, I'll always be overweight. That's like a perfect storm for living into that genetic predisposition, right? But I will tell you, I, whenever somebody's like, I'm too old, I'm like, well, what about my 84 year old client? Because she is 10 years older than you and she's losing weight just fine. So like when we show people what's possible, I think that that is what they need to hear because age genetics, if you really want something, you will figure out a way to make it work. I mean, my, my mom who just turned 73, reached out to me last summer and she's like, I just want to lose a few pounds. Like, just like, tell me a few things. So I told her a few things and she lost 14 pounds lickety split and she's 73 years old, you know? And whenever I tell people that example, whenever they try to give me the I'm too old, that just makes them like wide eyed, right? Like, oh my God. Okay. 
And I, I said to her, I said, mom, how did you lose this weight so fast? And she said, I literally told myself that my age was not going to be a factor. And I just lost the weight and focused and executed. And that's exactly it. You know, we were taught, you're talking about my body connection. Whatever you tell yourself is true about you will be true. So if you tell yourself that your age is in the way, your genetics is in the way, you're in a stuck mindset. You're not solution focused. You're using that as an excuse to not get what you want. And you're not living into the potential that you have. You know, anybody with any circumstance, there's a solution for it if you really want it. And that I always love to bring up the, the quote that uh, I use with my daughters and, and whether you think you can or you can't, you're right. Mm. So, and you know, that's what, and <laughs> right when I start saying it, they just finish it because I say it so much to them. But someone listening on the outside will be like, oh, that's great for her mother. That's great for her. And, you know, I, I just don't think she's, somebody might say you're not being empathetic with the words that you're using or, or you're not, you, all you care about is, is how people look and, 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 and weight loss and, and fitness. And, and I, I don't see that. I, I've seen the website, we, you and I have talked and I've seen the interaction between us, but to that person who's who just will find a way to try to find little you know kinks in your armor like how do you respond like how do you talk to that person and let them know your true intentions with all this yeah absolutely i mean i always say that as a coach it's it's not my responsibility to tell somebody what their best body for them looks like or what their weight is and there are women out there who, you know, by clinical standards are overweight or obese and they feel amazing and, and God bless. Like if you're happy and you're healthy, that's fine. I would never tell anybody that they have to change, you know? So if somebody is feeling maybe a little bit activated by my words, then there's a good chance that they probably don't feel good in their body because if they did, then what I'm saying wouldn't, wouldn't matter. Right? So what I would say to that person is I was you you know, 18 years ago. And whether you're like, oh, well, she was young when she started. There are people older than you. There are people with less resources. There are people with, you know, more health conditions than you who are losing weight. I guarantee, I guarantee this. And you have a choice to either allow the circumstances to define you in a negative way, or you can allow those circumstances to take you into the next evolution of your life. You know, I will never force anybody. I will never try to convince somebody to lose weight. It's on them. But if they're not happy and it's taking up a lot of that mental, emotional, spiritual, physical energy, and they're not happy in their body, that's something that they probably want to look at. Yeah, I, I, I agree. And I think as a as a coach, it's not your, it's definitely not your responsibility to change anyone. Like I, I always tell people like, I, I want to help you become the version of yourself that you see in your head, the best version of yourself, um, in a healthy, you know, pragmatic way that's going to give you lasting results. Like I, I, I'm, I'm training my sister right now. And I remember after like a month or two, but she had lost, I think, nine pounds and gained muscle. You know, she just, she still wanted, like, it to be quicker, like, it to be faster. And it's like, I, listen, I, I told her, I told her, I was like, listen, I, I know how to lose weight quickly. I was like, I know, I could tell you exactly what you do to lose weight quickly, but you're not going to keep it off. And it's not sustainable. 
And if we're talking about cutting down to a thousand calories a day and you burning 2000 a day or 3000 a day and you not being able to sleep because you're so hungry and fat, like we can do that. I, I, I say we, I wouldn't have done it. I wouldn't have done it, but you understand what I'm saying. <laughs> so, um, but you, you do mention that 18 years ago, you started this journey and you've kept it off. What is your routine like now? Do you have a weekly routine that you use? Do you go from cardio to, you know, resistance to, to weight, uh, to weight training? Like what do you do daily, weekly, monthly to, to stay in good shape? Yeah, at this point, I my body responds best with walking. So I walk every day 10,000 steps at least. Um, even if like I if I'm traveling and I'm not really feeling like hitting the gym, I always get my steps in. Like the walking for me is everything. And then I weight train 3 to 4 days a week. So that's really like the routine that works best for me. When I originally lost weight, what happened was I lost 60 pounds, but I got too thin. And because I didn't really know about protein and because I didn't know about weight training, I was just running and, you know, have, watching my calories. And I was a college kid drinking alcohol and eating pizza. Mm -hmm. I lost a lot of muscle. So I couldn't figure out why am I so skinny, but I have this like belly pooch that is disproportionate to the rest of my body. So then I became a trainer and I learned about nutrition and weight training and things like that. But I, I did, unfortunately I did a little damage to my hormones. So now I really do avoid a, a lot of cardio other than walking because that's really what works best for me at this point. I, I swear you and I have lived the same life. Oh my God. I really, <laughs> I really think, Yeah. I, I mean, I, 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 when I first started, I, at my, at my most active, I was running 120 miles a week. Wow. And yeah, I had to get at least five miles in every day. Yep. And so I, and I'm six, five. And at the time, you know, at my heaviest, I was in the 300. So, you know, a 30 minute run for me, I'm burning 800 calories. Like I'm burning a lot of calories and I'm eating limited amounts of food. And, you know, when I started the same journey you're on, where you know, becoming a, a coach and a trainer and, and learning about a nutritionist. One of my buddies was like, hey, you might want to use a protein calculator to see if you're getting enough. Because at the time, I was taking about 75 grams of protein a day. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I can't put on any muscle. Like, I feel like I, it's, and it turns out I was getting less than half the recommended protein for my size each day. Yeah. Yeah. And <laughs> that's just, and again, that's why coaches <laughs> exist. That's why mentors exist. That's why your program exists. Um, and you know, before I let you go, I definitely want you to, to talk about what can people expect when they go to your website and they sign up for your program, what are they, can they expect in the type of coaching and the training that they're going to receive from you? Yeah, absolutely. So our signature program is called dream body, dream life, and it's a six month, very high touch program. It's mostly a one-to-one -one program, but it has group elements as well. So I design everything um, at a bio-individual level. Like I value somebody's individuality, like their, you know, their, their mind, their body, everything. No two people get the same program. But I teach you how to learn how to eat the foods that you love in a way that supports your goals, 
and I teach either macros or calories and protein. So I teach you how to track your food and this really sets things up for a lifetime of success because understanding portions, like I'm sure you know this, portion control, understanding how much food you're eating is really important for um, later on keeping that weight off. So they get a custom nutrition program, custom movement protocol um, with, with weight training, depending on if that's something they're able to do at the moment. But I definitely always start clients out with walking. And then from a support perspective, we check in every week. There's phone calls, there's unlimited messaging, there's group calls. There's basically any support that anybody would need. And where our program really shines is that I take people through my framework, which is called my 3% framework. That's meant to, you know, make people part of the 3% club like us. Mm -hmm. And what that framework consists of is a three-step process for permanent fat loss. So phase one is when we're working on fat loss itself and we're preserving muscle while losing body fat. And um, once somebody reaches their goal, I then transition them into another phase, which is called reverse dieting, which I didn't make up. It's a term that's kind of common in our industry. And that's where we rebuild metabolism. And that's missing for a lot of people because when people lose the weight, they tend to just either eat whatever they want or try to eat, you know, low calorie the rest of their life. None of those work. So I take them through the second phase where we rebuild metabolism up to at least 2000 calories a day, which is what most women are going to need to maintain. And then I transition them to intuitive eating. So now that they've taken the time to go through the weight loss process, rebuild metabolism, the intuitive eating piece is relatively easy because my goal is to get somebody to their goal where they know that they can maintain it without food tracking, without worrying about every little bite, without worrying, like if I skip a workout, what's gonna happen? So I'm really about the longevity of it. So that's basically it in a nutshell. That, that's gotta be, now, when you, it's a very comprehensive program, so I, I appreciate that. But that end part where it's like, I'm thinking about if I were in that that program, and it's like, wait, I have to I have to do this without the 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 guidance you give me, and I have to do it without the the program, and I have to do it like at some point, I have to know what to eat on my own. Like that, you have to have some people that may be a little scared to leave the program. Yeah, they're, they're, they're definitely are scared, but by the time they get to the intuitive eating piece, most of them are ready because they've put in the work, they put in the reps, right? Mm -hmm. They've tracked their food. They've done all the mindset work that we've coached them through all the hard times, the times they overeat, the times they weren't perfect. Like they've learned to trust themselves, you know? And that's something that I tell people, I'm like, I don't want to be your, I mean, I love you. I don't want to be your coach forever though. Cause then I haven't done my job, you know? And really, you know, proud of, of our clients because they do keep the weight off. Like one of the coaches that works for me was a client of mine over six years ago and dropped 80 pounds and she's kept it off. And now she's a personal trainer and coach. Like that's the possibility that's available to people. And that's what I'm in this game for. I'm not trying to reach thousands and thousands of people to lose weight quickly. I'm trying to target the people that want this change for their lives and want to do it forever. And I think that is... I think that right there, you know, when you talk, a lot of people will, from the outside looking in, will will see your website, they'll see my website, they'll see the gyms, they'll see the IGs, and I was like, oh, it's all vanity, it's all vanity, like I, and, you know, I had somebody that I interviewed last, last week, and, and 
his response to that was like, you'd be surprised how many people who have lost the weight and are in the coaching want to help others do the same. Yeah. Like, yeah, you'll see us with our shirts off and in nice clothes and on the beach and in bikinis and swim trunks and all that stuff. Cause you know, we're, this is our, we're marketing. This is our, this is our product. But if you see us in the gym and you have a question about how to do a, you know, a, a set of, of, you know, weights or a different program, or you just want to say, Hey, how did you do it? We might talk your ear off, to be honest with you. <laughs> we might do that. So, uh, the, I, I think what you're doing is great. Congratulations on all your success and keeping the weight off and, and staying fit. How do people learn more about you online? I already mentioned the website, which is jamiemorocco.com. And what other uh, ways can people find you online? Yeah, you can follow me on Instagram and the name is just Jamie Morocco and I'm on TikTok as well. TikTok, I have yet to, to master that. I don't think I'll ever, I might, I might not take your advice and I think I am too old for TikTok. So no I way. apologize. <laughs> You're not. <laughs> I, every, I probably once a month I get on there, I'm like, okay, I'm going to do it. I'm going to make something. And then I start and I'm like, oh, I'm tired. So, um, <laughs> And I'm not that old. I'm 43 people, about to be 44. So I'm not really that old, but I feel old for TikTok. But Jamie, this has been amazing. Thank you so much for being a part of the show. You keep doing what you're doing. Keep helping all those great people. Take care of yourself and you have a great rest of your day. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so grateful. Thank you, as always, for listening to the 6AM Run podcast. Again, I am your host, Mark Paisant. Please like and subscribe to the show so you don't miss any of this amazing content. If you can, we would love if you left us a review. Remember to follow us online and use hashtag 6AM Run to connect with the greatest group of runners and fitness enthusiasts in the world.